0: Mrs. Wade, apparently apprehensive lest her son should have given Bernald an exaggerated notion of their visitor's importance, had hastened to qualify it before the latter appeared. He's not what you or Howland would call intellectual, Bernald writhing at the coupling of the names, not in the least literary, though he told Bob he used to write. I don't think, though, that it could have been what Howland would call writing.' Mrs. Wade always mentioned her younger son with a reverential drop of the voice. She viewed literature, much as she did Providence, as an inscrutable mystery, and she spoke of Howland as a dedicated being, set apart to perform secret rites within the veil of the sanctuary. "'I shouldn't say he had a quick mind,' she continued, reverting apologetically to Winterman. "'Sometimes he hardly seems to follow what we're saying.' But he's got such sound ideas. When he does speak, he's never silly. And clever people sometimes are. Don't you think so? Bernal groaned an unqualified assent. And he's so capable. The other day something went wrong with the kitchen range, just as I was expecting some friends of Bob's for dinner. And do you know, when Mr Winterman heard we were in trouble, he came and took a look and knew at once what to do. I told him it was a dreadful pity he wasn't married. Close on midnight, when the session on the veranda ended, and the two young men were strolling down to the bungalow at Winterman's side, Bernal's mind reverted to the image of the fertilizing cloud. There was something brooding, pregnant in the silent presence beside him. He had, in place of any circumscribing impression of the individual, a large hovering sense of manifold latent meanings, and he felt a distinct thrill of relief when halfway down the lawn, Dr. Bob was checked by a voice that called him back to the telephone. Now I'll be with him alone, thought Bernard, with a throb like a lover's. In the low sea-